The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Moreno. Merry Christmas. We are one hour into Christmas Day. If you're more Christmas Eve inclined, particularly if you do the Feast of the Seven Fishes, you are probably about ready to reach for some Alka-Seltzer right about now. Well, if you're awake because of indigestion or difficulty digesting, then stay awake because we have a great show for you for the next four hours. You know, WABC has always been so associated with Christmas programming. Going all the way back to the 60s, they would do the Santa Tracker and things of that nature. Even the Sopranos, when it was on, they did a Christmas episode. And I think the character Bacala says, do you remember when you were a kid on WABC on Christmas? They would do uh, this and that. And... I think a lot of I think that resonated with a lot of people because they knew exactly what it was like to have WABC be such an essential part of the Christmas soundtrack of their childhood. Well, whatever age you are, child, adult, whatever, WABC is still the soundtrack for your Christmas. Got a great four hours for you. Joe Piscopo's coming up. John Gambling's coming up. The great Cousin Brucey is coming up. And as we've done for the last few years on this program, I am going to actually be replaying a Christmas carol from 1981 as done by Bob Grant, who played Ebenezer Scrooge. There's a lot of other voices that you're likely to recognize as well. So stay tuned for that. In any event, a great show for you. Merry Christmas to everybody that's celebrating. And if you're Jewish and not celebrating, then I'm sure you have a big day of Chinese food and the movie theaters getting ready for you. So if that's the case, have fun and enjoy that as well. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. Merry Christmas. I know so many of us are familiar with the story of, yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Well, I should say we've heard the poem. Maybe we're not familiar with the story, but are you aware of New York's history with that particular Christmas classic. Here was legendary New York newsman Gabe Pressman in 2011 telling the story of eight-year-old Virginia O'Hanlon and New York's place in a Christmas staple. She lived on West 95th Street in Manhattan, and one day she penned a letter to the editor of the New York Sun. Dear editor, she wrote, I am eight years old. Some of my little friends say there is no Santa Claus. Papa says... If you see it in the sun, it's so. Please tell me the truth. Is there a Santa Claus? Signed, Virginia O'Hanlon. When the editor of The Sun asked a tough but sensitive old newspaper man named Francis Parcellus Church to write a reply, he scoffed at first, but then sat down and wrote the most famous editorial ever written in America. Virginia, he wrote, your little friends are wrong. They've been affected by the skepticism of a skeptical age. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainly as love and generosity and devotion exist. And you know that they abound. 
and give to your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would be the world if there were no Santa Claus. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no childlike faith then, no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. Not believe in Santa Claus? You might as well not believe in fairies. Nobody sees Santa Claus, but that is no sign that there is no Santa Claus. The most real things in this world are those that neither children nor men can see. Did you ever see fairies dancing on the lawn? Of course not, but that's no proof that they're not there. Nobody can imagine all the wonders that are unseen and unseeable in the world. You tear apart the baby's rattle and see what makes the noise inside. But there is a veil covering the unseen world, and not the strongest man could push aside that curtain and view the supernatural beauty and glory beyond. Is it all real? Thank God he lives, and he lives forever. A thousand years from now, Virginia, nay, 10 times 10,000 years from now, he will continue to make glad the heart of childhood. Church died in 1906. Virginia O'Hanlon, who became an elementary school principal, died 40 years ago. But her story lives on in the heart of New York. Nobody like Gabe Pressman. We certainly miss him. To be continued. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Well, we're mostly doing wall-to-wall Christmas stuff today, but there's one very big piece of news that the governor is trying to keep from becoming news. I suspect it's because this is very anti-organized labor, and that is a voting block that Governor Hochul relies upon. And I think that's one of the reasons she decided to veto this and put out her veto message the Saturday before Christmas. So just a few days before Christmas, Governor Hochul vetoed a bill that would have banned non-compete agreements, which restrict workers' ability to leave their job for a role with a rival business. Let's say I have a non-compete agreement with WABC and I am fired or I quit. I couldn't then walk across the street and go to work at WOR if I had a non-compete agreement. Governor Hochul said she tried to work with the legislature on a reasonable compromise this year, and she called the bill a one-size-fits-all approach for New York companies. I hope they're able to work something out. This veto is a blow to labor groups who have long argued that the agreement's hurt workers, and stifle economic growth. The Federal Trade Commission had also sent a letter to Hochul in November urging her to sign the bill and saying that the agreements can harm innovation and prevent new businesses from forming in the state. So you might ask, why would Governor Hochul do this? Well, in recent months, this legislation has come under fierce attack by Wall Street and top business groups in New York. They argued the agreements are necessary to protect investment strategies and keep 
highly paid workers from leaving their companies with prized inside information and working for an industry rival. I think this is a real shame. About one in five American workers, nearly 30 million people, are now bound by non-compete agreements. And this is going to keep these people from working. I would have loved to see Governor Hochul sign this rather than veto this. And I'm hoping uh, that uh, since she has made the decision to veto this, that the legislature can come up with some other type of legislation that would prohibit most non-compete agreements because they may use the rationale that this is designed to keep highly paid workers from going to rival companies. But the effect of this is this is going to hurt middle class and lower income workers. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. So I want to end with something that could be very big, could be very consequential, or it could be nothing. Now, initially, just uh, to let you behind the curtain a little bit, they told me that I was going to fill in in the 5 o'clock hour this morning, right? Coming up an hour from now, they said uh, Nome is off, and uh, I would do that 5 a.m. hour. So I pre-recorded a full hour, and my guest for the full hour was Curtis Lewa. We had some fun. We joked around. We talked about some serious stuff, and then they told me... Oh, no, 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 no. This was just as of yesterday. They said, oh, actually, Gnome is now working. He's now doing live. And I had taped this whole hour just yesterday of uh, of a full show, and this is while battling laryngitis. So be it. That's the nature of radio, and it's great that there's going to be a live show with Gnome an hour from now. But one of the things that I mentioned in this hour with Curtis, which now you're not going to get to hear, is a rumor that I heard a few days ago from someone that's a member of retired law enforcement fairly high up. He used to be, I would say, in the top five in the NYPD hierarchy. And it has to do with the Eric Adams scandal. And again, I want to reiterate, this is unverified, unconfirmed. I am not saying this is happening. But I will tell you that what I've heard is that there is already an indictment of Eric Adams that is sealed. And it's going to be unsealed next month in January. And the implication of what's included in this indictment are so damaging for the mayor that he's going to have no choice but to resign. Now, I want to emphasize that I hope that's not the case because I don't want to deal with uh, acting Mayor Jamani Williams even for 60 days. That would be a real disaster, and it would be a terrible thing not only for New York City but for Mayor Adams and everybody else to have to go through that. So I hope this is not the case. But if there is a nonpartisan special election in just a couple of months and both Andrew Cuomo and Curtis Lewa jump into this election, which appears likely. I cannot imagine what those debates would be like. I mean, can you imagine? And I imagine there'll be a lot of other Democrats running, but the main two, according to the polling, would be Andrew Cuomo and Curtis Lewa in the last round. I mean, wow. Finally, Curtis will have the opportunity to go toe-to-toe with Andrew Cuomo and hold him accountable for the disastrous mistakes that he made when he was governor of New York. So we'll see. I hope this uh, Eric Adams rumor is untrue. Maybe it's irresponsible of me to repeat it, but my tendency when I hear things is just to tell you about them, and I can't help but be honest. So we'll see. I hope, it, uh, I hope there's nothing to it, but if there is something to it, I think Curtis Lewa's chances in the nonpartisan special election could be very strong. To be continued. <laughs> 